0: Recently heard a story about an enthusiastic young writer who published his verse, first book. He was very proud and his equally enthusiastic publicist set up a book tour in all of the major US cities. And in one of the first venues, the writer arrived early and took his place in the wings of a theater to await what he hoped would be a big crowd to hear what he had to say. A few minutes before he was to begin his lecture though, he, pur- he peered out into the cavernous hall, and his hopes were dashed. Only one person came, just one, an older woman sitting in the back row, crocheting. Giving 100% to his audience, no matter how big or small, he smiled and said, it's good to see you this evening. Why don't you come closer to the front? And she replied, no thanks. I'll sit here in the back. I may want to leave early. Could there be a more humbling or perhaps even humiliating moment for an aspiring author? Sometimes when I ponder the body of Christ, I think of the varied levels of commitment to the work of the gospel, even at our beloved parish here at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, including pseudo-disciples that sit in the back row of life, pondering if they want to stay or if they want to leave early. They have one foot on the, the waters of baptism, and the other on the shore, and thus the impact is mediocre at best. In our Gospel today, we learn from St. Matthew that there is no leaving early in the task of discipleship. There is no staying put either. The call is to be all in, pushing forward in the often risky ministry to which Jesus called his disciples, and subsequently us. Jesus' ministry began with a startling news that John the Baptist, his cousin, had been arrested. The word for arrest in Greek means to hand over, and it's repeatedly used to describe John's fate, as well as Jesus' own deliverance into the hands of his enemies in just a few short years. And the announcement, no doubt, sat heavy for Jesus, for as John goes, so will Jesus— and he is reminded of this in the initial days of his public ministry. As our gospel related today, Jesus chose Capernaum as the base for his teaching, preaching, and healing mission in the territory of Zebulun and Nephtali. It was a small agricultural and fishing village in the region on the northwestern shore of the Sea of Galilee. Major trade routes passed through Capernaum bringing with it an openness to new ideas and philosophies in life. The northwestern shore was also filled with little towns and villages that provided multiple audiences within walking distance in which to preach the good news and to heal others. Matthew tells us that the people to whom Jesus ministered were sitting in darkness and Jesus coming brought them a great light. What exactly does that mean? Well, it's because the area around the northwestern shore was the, known as the Galilee of the Gentiles, as pagan Greeks mixed in with the Jews who had only recently begun to resettle in a land that had been devastated by war after war, particularly with the Assyrians. Assyrians. As a Jew in a Roman-controlled territory then, Jesus located himself among the marginalized and the poor, not the wealthy. He engaged with rural peasants, not the urban elite. And he identified with the ruled and not rulers. He called the powerless and exploited, not the powerful, and with those who resisted imperial demands rather than with those who enforced them. Thus, Jesus began his ministry among the small in insignificant places and with people like the apostles, simple fishermen, as we heard in our gospel today, a tax collector, a zealot, and so on. In our day, we might call them the people of the flyover zone, insignificant people, yet people who would be central to God's purpose and mission in spreading the good news. Jesus identified the first step of discipleship in our gospel today, and that is repentance. To repent is to be walking one way in sin and turning around and walking the other way. In Greek, metanoia. Matthew refers to repentance in the opening of Jesus' proclamation, giving it an emphasis, the need to change one's life. Interestingly, the concept of metanoia is found earlier In St. John the Baptist's preaching, and as John was silenced and in prison, Jesus honors John by repeating his call. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So as repentant disciples, we too are to introduce Christ's light into the darkness in places of godlessness, prejudice, abuse. Injustice, loneliness, hunger, poverty, ignorance, greed, anger, vengeance, and apathy. We don't choose who is worthy of Jesus' attention, of receiving the message of light. We are just to reflect it in everyone that we encounter. Think about that. In everyone that we encounter. That's an inclusive call that really should give us pause. Let me give you an example. I was with a friend the other day he was driving and we were stopped at a stop sign and all of a sudden another driver going the other way decided that my friend had pulled out too far into the into the uh, past the stop sign and she honked and she gestured and she sped off like a spoiled child i was annoyed and i said out loud my goodness was that necessary But you know, my priest friend said, Rich, maybe she's rushing to the hospital because her husband is dying. Who knows? We should pray for her. And I felt about this tall. That's everyone we encounter in life deserves the message of light and hope, no matter how good or how difficult. Are we conscious and patient, for example, with often overworked employees of restaurants and grocery stores these days? Are we loving to difficult members of our families and coworkers? Are we generous to those who are poor? Are we conscious of the needs of the sick and the elderly? Matthew is writing near the end of the first century to a mixed congregation of Jews and Gentiles, each of whom questioned the status of the other, and frankly, he is humanizing the enemy. He refers to Isaiah's hope for the kingdom of heaven on earth, that there will be no gloom for those who are in anguish. In the former time, he brought into the contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the latter time, he will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. So members of Matthew's community and contemporary readers must be all in, rather than sitting in the back row of life. It's a new year. And in addition to our awareness of Christ's presence in every person that we encounter, maybe it's time to become active, for example, in a ministry on behalf of those who sit in darkness today, whatever their backgrounds, whatever their perspectives, whatever their states in life. Our faith should mean something To us, but most particularly to those around us, it is our call to give others no option but consider Jesus as Lord by how we love and how we follow Him.